This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. I'm watching SNL this past Saturday night. And freaking Bad Bunny is on. (laughs) And he does two numbers. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, are you effing kidding me? Like the guy has zero talent to the point, Stevie. I swear to God. So the people in the crowd are screaming for him. And I'm like, bro, these have to be paid plants. You they know, have to be pay- painting a picture that this guy is so over, bro, that if I don't go out and buy his record, I'm just not on it. But I'm watching this guy, Stevie. There's no talent. I hear, I hear you. That's the thing. He's hot. He's been pushed to that jungle to be hot. And we're going to make money on him for a little while and he, he won't be around anymore. That's what music has become. That, that's exactly what music has become, bro. Because I'm yeah. watching this guy and I'm like, he's like, he sucks. Especially not for a Saturday Night Live crowd. Oh my God. I mean, that's even now we know what kind of people have been guests on Saturday Night Live over the last 40, 40, 40 something odd years. Oh, yeah. Yep. And a guy like, you know, guys like that back in the day, they wouldn't even get looked at. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't even get looked at. Yeah. But, man, that's what, damn, my God, man. Just, and I got nothing against the kid, man. You know, I don't, but he, he puts, I don't either. I'm just going on yeah. pure talent. No, I know what you're talking about, but the talent nowadays is so scarce. Even Saturday Night Live ain't really got nothing to pick uh, from anymore. No, no juice, man. No juice at all. Yeah. I mean, I look at some of these bands that come on on the, uh, you know, you used to have to be a somebody, Vince. Yep. To get on somebody's late night talk show. Yep. Yep. You had to be a somebody, man. Because. Those guys really didn't have it in their schedule to be on your show in the middle of the week. Yeah. You uh you remember Ali Frazier? Yeah, yeah. Do you know the night Ali Frazier fought? James Taylor was supposed to be in the uh Yes. The garden that night? Yes, yes, yep. That's a somebody, bro. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> you know, Oh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually think James Taylor was the first musical guest on SNL. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, man. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, they had to go to James Taylor and ask him and his management, can y'all give this night to Ali and Frazier? Yeah. yeah. Now, James Taylor, big star, baby, hey, 
they might be making some money, but hey, oh, 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 JT right here making some money too. Right, right, right. You know, I just got out of Tulane Blacktop. Can you dig it? (laughs) (laughs) I just starred in a movie. Even though I didn't have but 20 words in the whole movie, I'm a somebody. Now, can you even imagine if Bad Bunny was going to be in the garden that they would actually have to come? They were like, hey, dog, you ain't playing tonight. All right. It'll be that simple. You're not playing tonight. Bro, what would what 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 would the midnight special look like today? <laughs> when, I, when I bro Stevie, I got a stack of midnight specials like this. Okay, when I'm bored, yep, midnight special. What what would that show look like today with these freaking artists? What about Don Kirsch no rock concert? Oh yeah, that too, man, hand in hand. I, oh, I got I got the best I got the best one for you though. Go ahead. What would Soul Train look like? Oh my God! What would Soul Train look like, bro? Unbelievable! Train, I'm gonna tell you what Soul Train would look like. It would look like an inverted version of American Bandstand. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine, bro. I can't imagine. No, what I'm saying is, the thing about Soul Train was was not just the music, the rhythm, the beats, and this that, and the other. They took. Fashion. Oh, I was, yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Fashion. Yep. And if you wouldn't, if I mean, the women, if you wouldn't in shape, you know what I'm saying? Look oh, like yeah. a dancer, not with a bunch of braids in your head. Not that's nothing against them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They and the guys were like sharpers. Attack. They took fashion. Yeah. And this, I know this because. Me and my friends will watch that to see what people wear so I can go try to emulate them. Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, nowadays everybody don't give a shit about what they look like. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, my God, man. When it comes to music, man, it's, oh, my God. I I tell my daughter, I feel sorry for you guys, you know, generation. Yeah. I really do. I was so freaking excited that the Rolling Stones new album was coming out last week. I I could not wait to get 18 years. I could not because you you don't get freaking music like that no more, bro. No, bro. Yeah. Think about it, man. You know, those guys are super legends. Yeah. Then you got a band up under them, maybe like you two that are legends. Yeah. That can go out on these huge tours. And make millions, man. And then you got a Beyonce, and then you got a Taylor Swift, and a few others. But man, in our era, everybody made money, man. Everybody, man. Everybody made. I mean, you didn't even have to be the biggest artist. You could have a good hit record and go out and make money off that record for three years. Yep. yep. Maybe four. Yeah. You know, good money, man. You might not be doing the 20,000 seaters, but you're doing the 5,000s. Yeah. If you had another guy with you, another band opening, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Money. Yeah. Now you get a hit record, you might can do a club. Yeah. You might can do a club. Now, Country Western is still hot. They got so many stars in the country. Country Western is the new pop, what we're talking about. That's the new yeah. pop. Yeah. And some of those guys can still, a lot of those guys still go to the big arenas. Yeah. But man, as far as pop, 
R&B, uh, rock. Man. Yeah. Bro, that music, the mu- music, I tell people this all the time, music should never die. It should never yeah. die. We should never let music die. But I, like you said, the powers that be yep. killed, the, killed this music off. Yep. Purposely. Yep. I see. I want to share this black and white story with you because I, I'm going into this where I don't necessarily agree. But okay. I know I know I'm coming out of this with you totally changing my mind. Okay. okay. So let me tell you that. I don't know if you saw this or not. This was just um well, this was actually a couple of years ago. Um, but I want to see what you what you think about this because as a white guy, I gotta tell you, man, I didn't see this right away. You're gonna tell me I'm nuts. Okay. But this but, is uh, well, uh, well, I'm on my other screen because so I can't I can't read it. Okay, I'll read it to you. I'll read it to you. Okay. Oh, can you? So you can't see anything? I can only see the picture. I see the words, but they're too small. But you see the picture? Yeah. Okay, that's the important thing. Okay. Uh, WWE wrestler Jordan Miles criticized his employer as racist after the company designed a T-shirt that evoked racial stereotypes. I remember this. Yeah, that's what I want to ask you about this. Miles... Yeah. Real name, Albert Hardy Jr. 31, tweeted Sunday that the shirt, which which with its big red lips and bright white teeth on a black background, recalled racist Sambo imagery. It's a slap in the face to every African-American performer, fan, and supporter. Uh, here's the shirt in since... In a since-deleted Twitter video, Miles said, WWE doesn't care about black people before flashing a middle finger. Bro, me looking at this shirt, I'm thinking of, okay, bro, this is a this is probably a black dude that has a smile that lights up the room. Like that's that's what I'm thinking this is. Am I totally out of my mind, bro? Is this is this totally racist? Well, see, that's the thing. What's racist to you is not necessarily what's racist to me. Right. And like I say, sometimes people look at stereotypes and the racism doesn't kick in. What kicks in is what you're used to. I've had this conversation with Saniano, and I was like one day on the show showing him uh, stereotypical images of Japanese people from World War II. And I was like, do you agree with that? And he was like, no. I said, well, the people back in the 40s, 50s, and different TV shows and different movies and different this, that, and the other, that's how this country and the powers that be in this country looked at you. I was just giving him a edification on stereotypes being racist. Mm-hmm. But he had never thought about it before. I said, no, because once you came over here, you know what I'm saying, at the time of which you came over here, this wasn't accepted anymore. But the Japanese people that came over here before you, they right. had to deal. They had to deal with this. So, and not only that, I was trying to uh, educate the audience also. So, just because something is comfortable to you, does not mean it's comfortable to the person of which it's being directed at. A black guy with a big smile that lights up the room, okay, but that's not how we've ever seen ourselves. Right. Right. 
That's not the way we've ever seen ourselves. That's the way the people in the United States of America has seen us. So but, when you when you look at this design, um, immediately you would think this is a racist design? Well, if it was made for me, yes. That's wow. why I would never go for something like that. But why? I'm not, first, first of all, why am I smiling? Why do I have to? Why do I have to have a big giant smile? Because maybe as a shoot, your smile really does light up the room. Well, then, then that's debatable because I don't know that young man. I don't know if that young man looks like that with a big smile. Yeah. What I'm saying is this, Vince. Sometimes people can see things in a stereotypical way to them as they're designing this and do not see it at all that this is being offensive because you don't know how to look at it in from another person's perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why that's why I don't like where this story goes because here's what here's what it says. See, now now there's an issue. He, uh, WWE issued a statement later Sunday saying the shirt had already been redesigned and that none were sold. Right. Alvin Hardy Jr. approved this T-shirt for sale. Now, I remember that. Yeah, the statement read, as always, we work collabor- collaboratively with all of our performers to develop logos and merchandise designs and get their input approved before proceeding. I know that's true. This was the same process with Albert, and we responded swiftly once he later requested that the logo T-shirt be redesigned. No T-shirts were sold. Miles said he objected to the design and offered an alternative, but WWE still went forward with the design he felt uncomfortable with. He also tweeted a screenshot of an email from a WWE employee in which the employee says Triple H wanted the design to be more teethy, uh, Miles said. He initially accepted the design because it was shown to him on a white shirt. Well, okay, now, I, that that I can totally understand. Right. But, you know, also, I was just going to get to, you know, that, you know, they show you these designs before you even go out there, before you even accept them, so on and so forth. Um, WCW had made us some T-shirts that I didn't, I didn't like them at all. Matter of fact, I despised them. But they had talked with my brother about the design without before they came to me with it. Do you remember what it was, Stevie? Yeah, I think I still got one. But it was just, it wasn't, it was nothing wrong with it, you know, like what we're talking about right now. That wasn't it. It was just the fact that I didn't like the design from a creative standpoint. Okay. Okay. That's all. I'm just saying as far as getting getting okay. So they went with it because my brother looked well, he don't we don't look at things the same. I know all I know white people think all black people think the same, talk the same, walk the same, eat the same shit, this, that, and the other. But we just as diverse as any other man on earth. But you know, but be that as it may, I'm like, I don't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is this? Well, your book thought it was cool. Yeah, but I see I'm I'm, a, I'm an artistic person. Right. No. You know yeah. <laughs> so so I look at things totally different from that is why I can quote music. That is why I can quote movies, stuff like I'm an artistic person. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's just 
one of my hobbies. So I didn't see Harlem Heat in that shirt, but I was like, okay, whatever the hell. Uh, you know, heels don't sell merchandise that much anyway. So right. I was just trying to figure out why you even, if you're going to make something that represents what we represent on a daily basis, make something, don't make a t-shirt. Remember we should come out with the do-rags on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make that. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yep. Make that with fire and Harlem heat. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so I was more into that creative, you know, creativeness. But uh, it was what it was. But getting back to this, as a young man and never had a T-shirt made by heat, that's probably what he looked at first. I'm not 100% sure. Just being overwhelmed with the fact that, hey, I got my own T-shirt. And then taking some time to really look at it and go, uh, I don't know. And then, you know, Triple H saying, I need more teeth in it. You know what I'm saying? That, so I think creatively it's a debacle. And I think from the young man's point of view, if a person is not comfortable with something, I think you should have the right to have a say-so in it. Yeah. And un- unfortunately, that probably cost him his entire career. Oh, most definitely. Especially once he put a racial spin on it. Yeah, man. You know, so that is what I always talk about. Sometimes people look at stereotypes. You're comfortable with it. But the people that's behind that is making reference to, they might not be comfortable. And they're not and they're not seeing themselves the way that I'm seeing them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And those are things in this country we have to be sensitive to. You know, like I said, I would never draw Sonny on looking like that. What about, okay. I would, so, never draw, I would never draw a picture like that, looking like that. Yeah. You know, with the big glasses on it, you barely see his eyes. You know, I'm like, I'm like, did you see the pictures that the Germans drew of the Jews in pictures? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to get the lady. Bro, that's what I tried. That's what I tried to. Like, he's I tried. get the lady. has got a big giant nose. Yeah, I I'm like, God, who, 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 who draws this stuff, man? Bro, I tried to explain that to Sonny before I, 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 I lost control a couple of years ago. But you know, he, again, bro, he was cu- accusing me of the whole racist thing and everything. I was like this, and I'm like, brother. You used to come down the to the ring snapping a free uh, like, what? Like how seriously, bro? Like how in God's name can you and you were the one every show every show I'm like Sonny said well, you were complicit bias. Uh, was who? You were complete you know, you suffer from complicit biasness. That's which what he means, said. Which means what? Which means that is how you look at Japanese people. You know what I told him? What? I said that's how he looks at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro. When 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 I am when I am writing a television show and I am a television writer, I am looking at you as to whether or not we can get you over. That's right. all that freaking matters to me bro bro i say this all the time like because you know my whole thing was when you are a foreign wrestler Mm -hmm. you have so much going against you because first of all there's a language barrier 
True. So now you cannot relate to that person watching you on mm. television. Then I said to add insult to injury, a lot of Japanese Mexican wrestlers, now they have a mask. Mm-hmm. So now you're taking away the 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 verbal and the facial. So now I'm supposed to connect with somebody that I don't understand the language and I can't read their face facially. I said this all the time, bro. Can you imagine if you t- in America, if you took the show Friends mm-hmm. and we take out uh, we take out Joey and we substitute a, a Japanese actor who's speaking Japanese throughout the entire show. I mean that, that that's literally what if you were the Japanese a Japanese character that spoke with a Japanese accent but he spoke English. Well that's different. That's what if different. He, okay, what if he was like um what if what about the guy on Dick Tracy? Remember the guy on Dick Tracy? Right. What, what no, no, no. no, no, no. I'm trying to think of a sitcom. Okay, yeah, go ahead. What if he was like the guy on McHale's Navy? That they had to hide every time Mikhail came around. Oh, I know, I, I know Mikhail's Navy, but I don't remember well, that. Well, Mikhail's Navy was based on World War Two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were in the they were in the South Pacific, right? Right. And when Captain B, they had a Japanese guy that worked with him, and they fighting the Japanese, and they had to hide the guy every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. I remember oh, Mikhail's Navy, not that, bro. I just thought that was so funny, man. Golly. Woo, man. But whatever with that, he spoke English just as good as everybody else. But yeah. he worked with he worked for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. What what a funny show, man. Oh wow. God, was a, that was a great show. <laughs> man, I finally, bro, I finally got around to getting a fire stick. Okay. Oh, the stuff that's on there, Steve. Like, I'm finding every old sitcom, and oh my god! And I'm sitting, and my wife thinks I'm out of my mind. Like, she keeps telling me I I can't get out of my childhood. That's what, that's what I keep. <laughs> me I'm thank God I sit down and like I was telling guys on the show a couple of weeks. I was praying, Vince. I was praying. I said, yeah. Y'all don't stop me. Let me pray. I don't pray very much, but I'm praying to God tonight. And so I put my hands together, but I can't remember what I was praying to. Whatever. Oh, what? It, it was. It was for. It was for something to happen. Like I wanted somebody out of the league or something like that, or you know, it was something where everybody was laughing, like what I was praying to. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Let me. I, I the God I haven't prayed in I don't know forty some years, but I'm praying tonight. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Can you please take this sucker out the league or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> if you just do that for me, I'll never ask you for nothing else. But uh thank God I'm praying again. The five stick is the best thing to ever happen. Oh my to God, me. bro. And and the funny thing is, Stevie, I know I'm like you. Bro, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So, bro, I, br- I I bring up Taxi, okay, bro? Do you remember the one where the, the, the drivers were going to go out on strike and Nardo was the, was, the, was the steward, the shop steward, and 
she had to go on a date with Danny DeVito. That was the only way. And bro, she shows up. She's got 20. She's got 20. She's got sweaters on top of jackets on top of sweaters. And what if Louie's demand is, and, and sometime during the night, in the company of eight other people, you must refer to me as Italian. <laughs> oh, bro, I'm I'm dying. I'm dying, bro. Oh. That, that stuff makes you. Oh my god, man. I mean, you, that's the thing, man. You don't get a chance to see. It's one thing when they still run reruns of old show. You still, you still at the mercy of. Somebody else's stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. you're at the mercy of commercials and yeah, all this yeah. other stuff. Well, I have an app where I got all this stuff, Vince. I told you about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's an app that my boy puts on the fire stick. And you can go to 24 hours. Remember, I told you I had 24 hours. I'm a big Godzilla fan. Yeah. I got 24 hours with Godzilla. That's crazy yeah so whenever i don't care i come in i'm tired whatever i go to my app if i feel like looking at godzilla beat up mega godzilla i'm the same way bro yeah i'm like boom get me something to eat and i'm like in heaven man get him godzilla get him same way bro i swear to god i swear you know bro you you know what's so sick about today bro it's like bro i there's a part of me that feels guilty for watching freaking all in the family. But but bro, you know, you know what I I didn't realize as you know, when I was much younger, like I think that started in 71, I was 12 or something, bro. You know what cracks me up when every time Lionel (laughs) Archie and bro, he goes into the black voice and like Archie, like doesn't sell it. Like he, he really thinks, Oh my God. It's I miss things like that when I was younger, but I look, Oh yes, sir. Yes. Sir. <laughs> I don't hysterical, bro. Uh, that those shows were before their time with the writing. Oh, yeah, man. They could take anything. But back in those days, you had to use comedy. Yes. Yep. To enlighten people and educate people on social situations. Yeah. Not only were they educating Archie, they were educating the audience at the same time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know? And and as a kid, I didn't think about it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yep. But once I became a man and looking back, and I was like, golly. What kind of writers did they have in these days? You know what I'm saying? That yeah. to take this guy and make him the most lovable guy on earth. Yeah. But he's the biggest bigot on earth, but he doesn't even know it. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. In this world, in this world, in his world, this is normal. Yeah. And he's being taught stuff little by little, you know, from racial issues to like they call meathead a Polak. Right, right. You know, right. I'm like a Polak. Yeah. And, he, and he's dating, he's married to your daughter, man. Golly. Uh, but, him, but you can see him learning. Oh, man, that Archie Bunker character, brother. Golly. Carol O'Connor must have had to be one of the best actors on earth, man. Bro, I say, I say it to this day, and I've watched a lot of television. His <laughs> facials, bro. <laughs> 
nobody did it better. Nobody. Nobody. Just the thing, brother. If you go back and like on that app I got, okay, that I was telling you about, I can pull up Carol O'Connor. Everything he ever did comes up, and you can just go to each one of them. I'm talking about in a cow, whether it be a cowboy movie, whether it be this, what everything he did in cinema, yeah, will come up. Uh, That's yeah. what I love about this app, man. But I'm looking at him playing an English, like an English general. Yeah, it was on the time tunnel, and they oh, had went back time in, tunnel. Wow, yeah, yeah, they had went back in time. And got captured by the British. Yeah. Now I'm looking at this cat, man, and he's talking with an English accent, and you know how they had the hair and gimmick and stuff like that, and he was holding them prisoners, stuff like that. <sighs> we will get with the prisoners, you know, at sunlight and blah blah blah. And I'm looking, I said, that, that, that's Carol O'Connor. Yeah. And when yeah. it went off, I seen his name, and we we're so. Because a lot of stuff you don't recognize the character actors. Yeah. Over yeah. the years. But we're so engulfed in the Archie Bunker character that we actually think that's that guy. Oh yeah. This guy's a highly trained thespian. Yes. He's yeah. a real deal, man. Yeah, yep. And yep. we forget about that because we're so stuck in the character. So that's why I went back and looked at a bunch of stuff Carol O'Connor have done. Man, this guy, he done went to gambit. I'm talking about on stage. He is yeah. he is a mother brother on stage. The dude, the real dude, and to bring that only he could have did that character. If they had yeah, a ten yeah. guys to do that character and see who would have did it better, he would have beat them all. And then just the way they wrote the show, bro. Rem- remember the one episode when him and and uh, uh, Mike are locked in the basement. And no, I don't remember that one. Oh yeah, bro. And there's a bottle of booze down there. And like Edith isn't gonna come home for like two days or something. So <laughs> they start drinking the bottle, the both of them, but now like the real Archie starts coming out and he explains about his his father used to beat him. Oh now you're sitting and now you're crying. Right. Because now, now you're like, oh, that's that's why. Right. Oh, oh, just such great stuff. But like I say, the writing, brother. Oh, bro. We don't have that kind of creative writing anymore, man. All those shows back in those days was trying to teach people something. They were very funny and very educational at the same time, just like George Jefferson. And the the reason George was the way he was, he came up poor. Yep. Yep. His sole purpose in life was I'm gonna be somebody someday. Yep. Slowly but surely, you've seen his character like the Willises. He hated them because yeah. they were white. Yeah. And his son was dating the daughter. Yeah. And he and he was like, I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why people gotta come over and touch you all the time. Well, you know how Mr. Willis wanted I want to hug him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he took a lot of that stuff that was in him and you can see episode after episode year after year how he started to change it was almost like an inverted yeah. version of Archie yeah yeah you know what I'm saying and yeah. how he started to change it was man that's 
that comedy right there, brother. I was looking at one of those episodes the other day, and I'm like, golly, man, I'm on the, I'm in stitches laughing. Oh man, I those know. guys were so iconic. I mean, you take an Archie Bunker, you take a George Jefferson, you take a Red Fox. These guys are those characters will go down in history. Yep, they're yep. all gone now, but you still look at them, even though that none of them were like that. What better characters did they have on television? Ah, bro, forget in the history of television, the seventies, bro. That I, I, I really think like that. The entire seventies, bro. Like, yeah. uh, I, I, I love going to freaking Jack Klugman and Tony Randall. Oh, come on, come on bro. <laughs> like, oh my, come on, come on, man. You know. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that was my show there, bro. The arc oh. that was my show, man. Oh God! I put on the, the the password password episode the other day. Oh my God! All right, Stevie, what is going on in Stevie Ray TV world? Well, right now, brother, I've been working on uh, the mayoral campaign that's going on here in Houston. I've just got back from doing some uh, a some video shoots with uh, Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee, who was from Houston, also, and I'm putting my endorsement behind her so i've been i'm working on the campaign also with some of the people so that's what's been taking up a little of my time because I, she's running for mayor and i want her to be mayor because right. old stevie ray trying to get into your political you know crosshairs himself because i got some things going on baby so i need somebody on my side Very i nice. can't rely on the vince russo's of the world out here yeah, dog no, no they don't know what kind of they playing a real game on us dog so i got to get in while i fit in vince in bro you got to get in Stevie so Lamar, that's what I've been Lamar. doing. My fact, well, see, I can't tell anybody about that. Shh, shh, be quiet. <laughs> I don't want nobody. I don't want <laughs> a lot of hey, stuff. Bro. I gotta hide, man. It might come up and hurt the campaign, Vince. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta watch what you say, man. All right. But, man. If she wins the election, boom, baby, I'm in. But other than that, you know, still working on the book. Uh, hopefully my computer is working right now. I don't know what's going on, Vince. Hopefully uh, my computer is working right. I'm going to test it again today. But uh, that's pretty much about it, man. No uh, Elections in November. So, hey, oh, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you got a lot of work. So, you know, hey, I'm pulling for her. She's been an advocate around in this community for, for many of moons, man. And, uh, Hey, I'm just trying to get in. Like I said, brother, politically, your boy trying to get in where he fit in. Yeah, there you go, everybody. And but you're still doing, you're still doing podcasts and everything, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that's what's been something yeah. important, something that's really important that, that I've been important. working on. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always said, you know, with everything going on, that will help me when I'm trying to implement my documentary and all that stuff. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. So, yes. Ray, so Ray Dog, two steps hey. ahead, baby. Two steps hey, ahead. Hey, baby. They, they don't know who they're messing with, man. They just don't yeah, know. Man. Two steps then, ahead. As a matter of fact, before we leave, I have to tell you this. Somebody sent me a video the other day of Ahmed doing a uh, podcast. And I guess they had asked him, 
you laughing already, man. I ain't even got the shit out there. <laughs> I, I, man, I was watching a video the other day. Somebody was ripping on Med to shreds. and uh, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Who was it? Oh, Mark, Mark Henry. Oh, Mark Henry. I think I heard that one, too. Oh, I didn't know. Steve Austin? Uh, no, he was talking about when uh, he was talking about Ahmed effed up Ron Simmons. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying well, he, he, was, he was on Austin's show. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, and, I heard that too. And then, uh, and then, um, uh, he put Simmons out for a couple of months, and they came back. I think it was the Garden, and the first night they booked Simmons. And bro, I didn't know. Like Mark Henry was saying, like that match kind of ended Ahmed's career in the WWE. Yeah, I heard him say that. Yeah, but yeah, but go ahead. So, what was he on this podcast? He was talking, I guess the guy had asked him, whoever, how did he get into WCW? And he was like, well, you know, Vince Russo called me and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And I'm like saying to myself, so I took the clip and I sent it to a buddy of mine. And I'm like, you hear this? Vince Russo ain't bit more called this sucker as a man on the damn moon. <laughs> I said, I set that whole thing up with Vince. What is he talking I said, but hey, man, whatever, you know, leave it, leave it as it will. And he told Vince that if you need me, you know, you know where to get in touch. But I'm like, Lord Jesus Christ, you can't even tell that story. So bro, I'm, you, bro, I'm just let it ride, bro. I'm just let it. But I was like, you, man, you, I wanted to Vince see this. Bro, uh, how many times have I told you? I'm scared to death to do a podcast with Ahmed because if I can't understand what he's saying, I'm dead in the water. So you actually think I'm going to call him on the phone, bro, and have that conversation? Of course I needed Stevie. Of course I needed a middleman, bro. Come on, man. My boy, actually, my buddy was asking me about that. He was like, man, because, you know, he calls him Tony because he knows him as Tony. He said, man, you know, what was the deal? I was looking at some of Tony's uh, interviews, and you can't even understand him when he talks. This is a buddy of mine, right? And because uh, we used to all work out together. My buddy was like one of the top bodybuilders, amateur bodybuilders in this part of the country at one time. So I was like, you know something, man? I've been asking myself that for years. I said, the only thing I can come up with is that WWE did that on purpose because it was a rib on him, and he's the only person that didn't get it. Because when people, when people, everybody's looking at you like, I can't understand what you're saying. They're going to train you how to slow down and talk another way. Yeah. And I said, by the fact that they didn't do that, I said, I think they, they must have wanted it. I said, I'm going to have to ask Vince about that, see if he was in on it. I, I am not going to lie to you. When I, when I was producing him, that was as entertaining as shit to me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, bro. To me, that was part of his character and part of his gimmick, and I was not going to – bro, remember Taxi with Jim Ignatowski? What, remember what do you do at a yellow light? What do you do? Remember that, bro? Oh, damn. What do you do? Oh, my gosh, bro. Please. All right. Stevie Ray, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. What do? Oh, my God.